I think we deserve to win the game because we didn't lose the game. As I said before, we started the game really well. They got a goal, the penalty, which was a penalty, and they sat really deep, really, really defensive. And which is their prerogative to, to play that way. And we've just got to be patient to break it down. A lot of good play, a lot of good ball, and we get we get adjusted rods. And um, some things I was happy with, some things I wasn't happy with. But all credit to the guys because we kept on going and kept on going. So really, really happy one. Hello again, friends, and you are my friends, and welcome back to your Sunday's edition of the Talking Town podcast with me, your host. We are, of course, sponsored by IWantToNetwork.com. If you are a business owner uh, in these tough, tough times, and it is a tough time, and, and my heart goes out to you, but Networking 90 are there to help. Just head to their website and find out what they can do for you. So that was Paul Lambert there. I've titled this episode The Lucky Escape. Um, I want to try and title every episode moving forward and get you guys um, to come up with suggestions of episode uh, titles. I've labelled this one The Lucky Escape. What would you call it? What would you call yesterday's game? Drop it in the comments section as always. I am, of course, jo- will be joined by the usual contributors, but I also want you guys to contribute. I want you guys in the chat giving your town thoughts and I want you, um, if you'd like to, come on the show and share what thoughts you've got i can already see some comments are piling in as always guys you can um, help support the show via our our ko-fi links um, if you want to become a a talking town hall of famer i have got something in 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 store for those that have already donated so uh, or or given uh, some money so thank you so much i've got uh lee brown good afternoon martin good afternoon lee i hope you're well nick muller's in the room good good afternoon nick uh, Victoria Henderson is here. Brilliant. Brilliant. Put up a, a pew and get a glass of uh, bubbly on the go. Uh, Callie, more we see of Sears and Judge makes you wonder why we let Roe go. Yeah, where is Danny Roe? Can someone do a quick Google search? Where is Danny Roe hiding out these days? Uh, Stephen Peck, tough result as we were so lucky. And George 3 good afternoon. If you are watching on Facebook and you would like to get involved, you do have to click a link just to give us permission to use your name. Otherwise, you will come up as uh, one of the famous uh, sons of Mr. and Mrs. Facebook user. Uh, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, it's entirely up to you. He's a free agent, says George. And Redman, good afternoon. Right, without further ado, let's bring in our first contributor for the afternoon. Let's go with Mr. Flash Photography. <laughs> here and he's got some new technology working on the go cruncher moss bringing that hard truth and no beard and beard. no beard hawk says unreal intro for the cruncher it, it, it is one of my best intros i've ever made every Ali, time i hear ali's called, called me baby face already on twitter this morning baby face yeah, but we can't have a face turn this, you've got to stay heel because you know you've got to be always. the bad guy they've got to be the always bad guy heel. so obviously you weren't on the match day ticket yesterday that was rob myself and amy Talk me through what you 
feel of about yesterday's game? Obviously, Paul Lambert was there um, after, you know, in the clip there saying, you know, kept playing, kept plugging away and got the result that we deserved. How did you see it? Uh, first of all, we thought it was a great full-time show with um, Amy and Rob. And I know Amy gets a lot of stick, but I thought she was... Um, she's always spot on with her comments. And I know we don't always agree on everything, but I think she brings real good value, you know, to the show. So big shout-out to Amy. Um, as for the game... Underwhelmed. Um, I, I was discussing last night on Twitter with everybody. I could not get excited when we scored that winning goal. And I know it. Look, it's different. We're sitting at home. You what? Look, if we're in the listen, if we're in the stadium, we'd have all been going mental. I get that, but I just felt so flat. I really did. I'm not saying. Look, I'm happy we won. Stone Cold. If I had a shaved head, I might look a little bit like him. But other than that, oh, he yeah, ate yourself. Um, <laughs> What's a load of old tribe? Look, the three points at the end of the day is the big picture, or the small picture. But the big picture is we struggled once again against an average side. And I think I put on the chat last night to you two, if Shrewsbury had a bit more about them, they would have beaten us, Martin. They would have beaten us. You know what I'm going to say, though, don't you? Go on. If my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bike. Yeah, I know that, but we are getting away with it massively. They, um, there was a bit on Quest last night talking about Ipswich. Um, I think um, Colin Murray, Murray said, like, we, we've won six games at home and the fans, we're not happy and I'm not happy. I am. I'm delighted. I don't know how you're not delighted. Your team how won a you game. Be, how can you be delighted with that performance? I'm not delighted with the performance, but as I kept saying to you in the WhatsApp group, it's 90 minutes. The game is 90 minutes. I don't care if you play for five minutes and and come away with three points, quite frankly. It's yeah, a 90-minute game. We won the game of football. Yeah, how, I can guess. Say, how can you sit there and say you couldn't get excited for a winner? Like we, We've watched Blackpool last season where we got robbed. Freddie Sears, one-on-one, should have buried it, should have killed the game. They went up the other end and nicked it from us. We've had so many robberies take place against us. No, I know that. I, I, I know that. Ultimately, it is about the three points, but I look deeper than that. And I look at the teams we've played so far. When we've played anyone decent, yeah, I agree with George there. If we win the next two, it will be a great win. But we cannot keep performing like we are at the minute at home. We're a 45 minute team, Martin. We are. And if we play like that, if we play like that on Tuesday night against Hull, we will get battered. We will. No, I agree with that. Um, Hull are a good side. I'm just going to bring in the media mogul. Let's see what he thinks of it um, as I'm getting people asked for links. So uh, I'm going to start Anyway, that. get on the buds. Second one of the day. Jesus. It's, it's, it's Twitter to two. It's Twitter Thanks again next time. The Phillips, the tag team partner for Hard Truth. Just before you, nah, you get jump. the tables, get the tables. Before you do, I've got Edwina, who we won't win the next two simple as. Graham Tate, if just midfield is the problem. Andrew Arben, if, if we play that, like that against Hull, they'll be out of sight at half time. The, the Facebook user, why can't Lambert be honest? We played poorly and read a lot. Just full of the same. 
uh, rubbish. Slightly more challenging questions, and he got shirty. Get real. And, and obviously, Leando thinks the beers explain what Crunch is talking about. Talk me through what you feel. Surely you got excited at a last-minute winner. I've never celebrated Nipswich win less as I did yesterday. <laughs> it was embarrassing. Come on. I've got, I'll put some words down here. Turgid. Uninspiring. Pedestrian. To be honest with you, I would rather we had lost that game this day or hadn't won it. You can't it. say that. I've just said it. It's giving everyone false hope. It gives everyone false hope. We're going to get turned over this week by either Hull oh, or Charlton or by both. Or by both. It's given everybody false hope. It was embarrassing. I said to it, Rich phoned me up yesterday to see what I was thinking. I remember when we used to celebrate goals against Inter Milan. Alan Armstrong header in that end. It's actually Those the anniversary goals. today. The anniversary today. Well, there yeah. we go. How funny that should be. So, in that very end, where we scored two of the most ridiculous goals ever. I mean, that own goal from <laughs> Keenan Bennett's cross. I gave a little fist pump. And then I couldn't even be bothered to celebrate Jack's goal. I just felt embarrassing. Our standards had fallen that low. That low. No, so no. This is, this is the problem we're getting in. People like yourselves can't celebrate a win because you can't no. separate no. your hatred for Lambert. No, it's nothing to do with the manager. Nothing to do with manager. I just don't think he's right for the job. By the way, the remit from Evans this year is to play entertaining football. Come on. I was watching that game of absolute apathy yesterday. Disinterest unenthusiastic and it and i was thinking you know kids like richards the crunch bunch the three lads they you know they're itching to get back to watch games do they want to go back and watch football like that that's our next generation of supporters um, no it's better no, things to be doing oh, no i think they'd be they'd be excited to go to a game matt they would be to excited watch to, go. to watch that performance i think we'd just be excited to go to a game because we haven't been for so long <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then we'd sit there after five minutes and think this is crap it was a. It, there's just better things to be doing for kids. I wouldn't take my son, my little five year old, when he gets old. He's not old enough to go. But I would not take him to Portman Road. There's better things to be doing than watching that. We're in. We're invested. We've been there years. <laughs> we're in for a long journey. But if you're a kid, I would not take. I would not take my kids. See, I agree no. with Gary's comment there. You could. You you only laughed when that winner went in. Here he is, the main man. He's looking. He looks well. I'm a, a bit I'll rough around it. the edges, mate. I'm bringing Hox in because I want, I want a bit of sanity in this conversation. Surely somebody got excited for a winner. I think it's more relief than anything, weren't it? If I'm honest with you. Um, it's a winner, isn't it, really? I wouldn't say yeah. I was jumping up and down with joy because I weren't really feeling it. But, um, <laughs> can't be celebrating yeah, that. You no, can't be celebrating that. It's just more relief. If you're going on the subject of would you take your kids along, say you were paying on the gate or on the day for a match day ticket yesterday. Yeah. If you're saying for an adult, how much is it for an adult? You have what, 20 quid, 25 Too quid? Much. 25. 25 quid each child. Say you've got three kids as well. You're looking at what? Say a tenner a ticket for, for arguments, say, or eight yeah. quid a ticket. I mean, you're looking at over 50 quid for what we produced yesterday. I know. But that's just your ticket, week. Jordan. That's just your ticket. Then you put, you got your food on top of that. Yeah. Your travel. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, mate. A day out. I mean, if I was to come from low stuff and I took like three kids with me and whatever. Well, I've only got two anyway, but you know what I mean? <laughs> if I, if I just <laughs> <laughs> you're an expensive day out for that yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. It was bad. And we said, we said, I said after the crew game, I thought that was embarrassing to go away yeah. 
after Crew dominated, a team that got absolutely demolished at Portsmouth four-one yesterday, by the way. But I thought that result was was embarrassing. This, I mean, this was just like a real low point for me. I feel I don't feel I've been that gutted after an Ipswich result, and we've won the game, by the way. When we lost to Millwall on, on New Year's, remember, and that was the three-two, and oh, I thought to myself, yeah. we're getting relegated here. And I remember I couldn't listen to the radio. I drove home in silence back to Essex. I thought, this is it. We're going down. And yesterday, I just thought to myself, this club is going nowhere. It's going nowhere. Just flat, weren't it? So, so flat. Even the guys who were in the stadium, like Andy Warren and Stu Watson said, it was really weird, you know, atmospherically. No fans in there. He said it was really flat. Well, to Lambert, it was that whirling dervish when he first came. Yeah. You don't seem to give a flying toss anymore. Here's a bit from his interview with Brenner yesterday. So Brenda said, oh, was you kind of relieved that this was one of the easier games? We got three points out of it. He said, I didn't wake up this morning thinking I have to win a game of football. I enjoy my life. What? That's absolute nonsense. What manager doesn't wake up in the morning and think we've got three points to get today? Well, I thought it was interesting, Matt. When we scored that winning goal, there was only two people I see celebrating. It was Jack and it was Brett McGavin. Yeah. That was it. It was a lovely little header. He was jolly on the spot. Lovely little header, but it's just everything that had come before them. And interestingly, wasn't Chambers quiet yesterday? Chamber. Yeah. yeah. Thought he might be the one that was injured, right? But for some reason, he didn't seem to be in the game. And not that I'm blaming Chamber for the, the performance or anything of that nature, but you wouldn't have thought he was on the pitch yesterday. It was really weird. I thought that was weird. Where was that leadership? You can hear his voice normally, but nothing went out, was it? It's just, again, flat, flat. It does not bode well for this week. Sitting third in League One, you've lost three games all year. Like, you've won a game of football which maybe you didn't deserve to win. I I can understand what you're saying it wasn't brilliant, but you won a game of football. I I have to keep saying this. You won a game of football. No, no, mind. It goes back to what I said a couple, two, three weeks back. You know, that's in Spain, where Barcelona, Bobby Rossen's Barcelona, winning 6-0 against Vallecano. All the fans had their white hankies out because they weren't satisfied with how they were playing football. The newspaper the next day said, this is not how we want to play football. We've won a game 2-1. It's not how we want to play football. Standards. Exactly. Standards. And they have slipped too far down under this regime, under Lambert. He don't want to be here, Lambert. I floated this either last week or the week before. I can't bloody remember. He don't want to be here. He's just here to piss Norwich off. What says you, Jordan? So he took the job down the road. What was your overall thoughts of yesterday? Overall thoughts? Overall, wins a win. That's my overall thoughts, really. Wins a win. We struggled, though, didn't we? I mean, uh, it weren't. I thought Lambert was brought in for a, a certain way of playing football and stuff like that. And as we've said so many times, you can only play that certain way of football with the tools. And then when he starts, I like McGuinness. I do. I think he's got a lot to learn, hell of a lot to learn. Um, but then you partner him up with Toto, and I think it's a rest, rest right. of disaster. Right, he, really. looks, he looks a shadow of the player that we was all kind of like taken by when he was with the Arsenal team. In oh, the yeah. We're developing another team's player, but why? He has to be good enough to get in our team, and he, he ain't good enough at the minute. He's not good enough. He looked look better with Wolf next to him, though. He looked twice the yeah. player with Wolf next to him. Yeah, yeah, he did, look he, he did look better. I'll have, look better. I'll have Wilson every day of the week oh. with Wolf and the... No, never with Wilson. Wolfie. With Wolfie. Yeah. No, no. Know, no. We've, got, we've got our own Jordan. We've got our own youngster at the club. He's called Corey and Dabber. Oh, I agree, mate. I he agree. should be playing. All day Why long, are we developing mate. someone else's mm. player? All day mm. long, mate. I completely agree. I just, 
I don't get what the comments were afterwards as well about Brett McGavin. What's that all about? What, really what are you hammering him for? What's, I just don't get it. Like he, that Brenner was weird, wasn't it? Question, and he accused Brenner of being too positive. And then yeah, Brenner asked yeah. another question, accused him of being too negative. I'll tell you what. <laughs> something, Man something, under pressure, mate. Someone's something's got on Lambert's goat this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. He said, I've gone wrote down here. He said uh, to Brenner, you wax lyrical about Brett. My standard is better than yours. He's better than what he showed me today. Now, this ain't the first yeah. time. This ain't the first time, Jordan, he's thrown a youngster under the bus. Yeah. He's, oh, he's thrown a under the bus. He's thrown El Mazzuni under the bus. Wolfenden more than once. The kids mm. with the squad picture at the start of the season. Now, that's our youngsters. If you're going to hammer someone like McGavin, come out, in the, come out in the press and say he had a decent game and do it behind closed doors. Yeah. I agree, and, by, yeah. and by the way, everybody, in the Football League paper, guess who our man of the match was? Eight Brett McGavin. Brett McGavin. Well, he would Brett. be. But you it. want to keep the lad's feet on the ground. You want to keep him yeah, steady. Know, you don't want to yeah. let him get away with the stars before he's even, you know, had yeah, more than that, one this game. Is different. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is a different level, this, isn't it? That it man's... Was, it was basically and Lambert's is piss poor with the youngsters. I love it. I love it. I, mean, basically... I know he bangs on about where he's played, but the four people here have never managed above Sunday level, and we're all he banging on about how he's man management. Listen to me. I don't see him ever com- commenting on Alan Judge, Freddie Sears. Sing me a player who yeah. get away with it. He on never a hammered the old basis. guard, does he? He never hammered no. the old guard. No, well, Judge worry. never gets him. We're moving up on to those. But, Jordan, I'm gonna, as you've mentioned the GOAT, I'm going to move to the GOAT, and I know what Cruncher's GOAT is, and I've got uh, a special guest coming on to... Get him on. Um, Martin, can I, just say, can I just say, he was implying that McGavin's only there because they can't play Dazelle at the moment. Yeah. Which is not a very good confidence boost for Brett McGavin. He's played right in the two games we've seen of him. I really they hauled him after 45 minutes against says. Fleetwood last season. What about Spurs? What about Spurs when he played him for 20 minutes and took him off? Joke. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? That was weird. No. Very weird, yeah. So, right, Jordan, we love you as always. Get better yeah, soon. Yeah, good to see you, Jordan. Good, Take it easy, bud. How are you feeling? I'm a lot better now. Bit Brilliant. Bit runny edges, but I'll be all right. Good yeah, man. you take good it easy, man. mate. Right, well, I'm... I'm, I'm good job then winners are safe as well, anyway. Oh, they're more than safe, mate. I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> Perfect. Right, we love you. See you soon. See you, mate. Cheers, lads. Right, let's, let's have a go, shall we? Hang on, let's get the... Where is it? There it is. Are you a business owner? Maybe COVID-19's got your goat. Well, Networking 90 can help. Head to www.networking90.co.uk for more information. Right, so before we go any further, I, you weren't happy yesterday, Cruncher, were you? A few comments uh, made on the match day ticket by uh, one, of our, one of our fans. So what? Well, I didn't see it live. I was on the phone to my old man having a whinge, and I think I phoned Matt after that. And then it, um, I watched it on the replay because I was... Um, Jack's dad, Stephen, texted me. And um, he wasn't having a whinge because he says it's a fan show and he, look, he loves it. Um, and it's all about fans' opinion. But then I watched it back. Now, Ben, top man, you know, agree with a lot that he has to say. But so he was talking about Jack Lancaster, who's just scored a 97th-minute winner. You know, we didn't get excited, me and Matt. I know it's three points. I know Martin was probably somersaulting around the living room. But saying so, I told, I was waiting for that. I told you so from you. <laughs> Game's ninety minutes. <laughs> Game ninety-seven minutes. minutes in this case. <laughs> he, said, he said 
Jack Lancaster, a good prospect, not that good. In a couple of seasons, he'll probably be playing for Swindon. Now, I'm not, I'm not having that because what we need to realise is Jack's just come back from two real serious back operations. He's been yeah. 18 months out of the team. When he came in the team, we Hang remember. Hang on. Hang on. I think it's only fair that we get the person who made the comments in. onto the show. Um, we've got the prosecution. We've got Ben there. <laughs> the prosecution. It's going to be like that Fabio Wardley knockout, Mark, um, Matt. Oh, don't get me started on that. That and was embarrassing as well. And we've got the cruncher it's for the, the defence. Um, <laughs> Matt is uh, the, the jury, I, I guess. Uh, I feel like I should go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. So, you two, that. talk it out. Let's have it. Jack Lancaster on, Academy. Go on, Ben. What we, we okay, thought, well, firstly, Cruncher, I've got to say you're looking very sharp today, very handsome. Uh, with Do you reckon um, you'd look as young as me if you shaved that beard off? Oh, like a 15-year-old. It's ridiculous. I, I can never get rid of this. Jack Lancaster. So I'm going to lay out a proposition. You're going yeah. to hate it. And a lot of people are going to disagree with it. But here we go. So like you said, he's had two wrong injuries. I think he had his um, first start in 2018. He scored three goals and had about 22, 23 starts. Um, my worry is, and it is like all academy players, we put a lot, a lot of pressure on them to perform. And part of that is because of the position that we're in financially where we have to kind of rely upon, you know, the emergence of an academy prospect. And I think when one actually comes up and they're, you know, average to good, we put a gigantic amount of pressure on them. And I think a lot of it is the culture of Ipswich. You think the players that come through academies, Osborne, Mills, um, Burley, Walk, Butcher, Dizel, and then look at even further products, probably more our generation, Richard Wright, Bramble, Scowcroft, Dyer, Wickham, we, we have a history of academy players coming through and that's really, really bigging them up, thinking they're going to be well-beating when in this iteration of a generation, um, they're not. Um, I, I have this kind of analogy I make where I say that, um, and you'll recognise it, that Freddie Sears is the 1.2 Fiesta on the driveway. It will get you from A to B, you know what you're getting, and it will do nothing more than that. For me, Jack Lancaster's a two-litre Z-Tech. He's a bit better but that's only because we don't know what he's capable of. Um, he's a little bit more exciting. He can probably offer a bit more. But from what I've seen, I just think he will be good. I think he'll be um, a squad player. I'm kind of with um, what Amy said yesterday, and I agree with you, Crunch, that Amy, I think, has these amazing insights, and I think they're so bang on that Dizel to her is what Lancaster is um, to me. You know, all the, all the good faith in the world is not going to bring them past the level that I think they're going to... Um, go for and I think academy players have this massive kind of get out of jail free card because they come from the academy the two players that people moan about every week are Nolan and Sears right um I'm, the, I'm, I'm indifferent to both of them they are what they are they come in they do a job they're neither abysmal nor they're great but I guarantee if them two players come from the academy they'd have a lot more leeway and a lot more forgiveness from the fans um than just bring them in from another club um <sighs> An academy. I remember when Kenlock first played. Look at that comment. Look at that comment, Ben. Does that make excuse to rely on Robin? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. One that doesn't work. Yeah, that's right. Tactic dems. Um, Kenlock, when he first played, everyone thought he was good. I remember the comments. This is it's pacey. He's got vision. He's solid. He, he's probably the most hated player at the club right now. Um, I Who think said that about Kenlock? Yeah, Kenlock's <laughs> not great. 
but you know, I remember the I remember the kind of the fanfare initially when he burst on the scene. The expectations were raised and everyone sighs when he comes on. Um, the two good Academy products, I would say. So what you think about Cruncher Lancaster, I think about um, Wolfie and Downs. I'm looking at the sort of current, you know, crop. Kenlock, Dizel, Downs, Nyden, Wolf, El Missouri, Bishop and Josh Emanuel. Of those Academy players playing in the first team, I would put arguably two, possibly three, but I'll put Downs and Wolfenden as the really genuine article. I think Wolfenden will... They've played a lot more games. Look, 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 I, okay, it was a bit of a subdued cheer. I'm probably the same as Matt. It was a bit subdued. But you, you, I think we've all watched football long enough. To, you just know who you think is going to go make it. Downs, I would say, and Wolf are the two players that would arguably Dizel, only because of that kind of God-given talent he's got. But whether he has the the mental, you know, the mental fortitude to, to ascend higher. But what I don't want to happen is to make Lancaster into another Bowditch. Bowditch burst on the scene with, you know, a hat trick. He was he was scoring regularly. People loved him. He was high to the hills. And in his own words, in a, I think an interview was it earlier this year, he couldn't hack it. He said the pressure was too much. I, I never went on and done it, and I don't want to see that. See, look, this is there from Lee on the screen, and I totally agree with that. Now, people hammer Dizel. He's not had a run in the team. We're seeing this season what he can do when he plays week in, week out. And Adam Flat there is bang on. If Dazelle played at high level with players on his wavelength, he would be a better player. Now, getting back to Lancaster, did you know that before he had his injury, he was on standby, Ben, for England under 19. So he must have some quality to be on standby. He's had 18 months out, you know. He's come back in the team. He's scored two goals in the last two games. Every time he comes on or he plays, he looks like he might do something. Gillingham hit the crossbar. Bristol Rovers, he came on, two assists. So... I'm just thinking, I'm not really sure yet what Jack's best position is because he sort of came on yesterday in the midfield three. Mick Mill seems to think that he plays better on the right-hand side, which I would personally play in there. Yeah. So I think you're a I bit quick to judge because I don't think he's played enough games. I think he needs to play two, two seasons, possibly. If he plays 100 games, then we can sort of see... Where he's going to go? We were chatting before we come on air. Martin made a really good point. Josh Carson came into the team. I sponsored him for the academy with uh, my mate. He was really highly thought of. Where did he play now, Martin? Uh, in Northern I- in Ireland somewhere. So now, I, d- I do take your point, Ben, that academy players get away with it more. But I think Jack, I think he just needs to play this season. Not have, let's not put too much pressure on him to perform week in, week out and see where he goes. But I think at the minute, he's getting that happy knack of scoring goals. If he keeps continuing that through the season, he's probably going to get 10, possibly 12 goals. Yeah. I hope so. And I, I think, don't forget, you know, Nolan and Sears have scored as many goals as he has and they get lambasted every week. I, I would say just because it is a because of he comes from the academy. I'm saying I want him to do well. One thing I think, you know, we always start a debate with common ground. We all agree that we want him to do well. We, we're desperate to see him do well, and I really hope he does, and this might be a jumpstone to go on to the rest of his career. But I'm, And this is probably where I, I come from, what I do as a job. I'm a 
psychotherapist, so I, I like to look at people and 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 just hear them and, and sort of get a sense of who they are. Lancaster, he had a really good interview yesterday after he watched the interview after the game, and he comes across as a really nice guy. Um, you know, erudite, um, well spoken. I would say he's quite high in agreeableness and, and quite high in trait conscientiousness. Um, and I would say the same thing with Downs. Now, Downs is equally, I think, you know, people like that tend to be more introspective, more reflective. Um, they don't have that gritty, nasty bit about them that I would say a lot of players need to actually ascend in their careers. Um, Downs, you know, was quite open last year about, you know, a kind of a, a mental health issues he was going through with the, the expectation and the social media side of it. And I see Downs and Lancaster as actually quite the same temperament. I don't want this to have to say the same to happen to Lancaster. Every comment of every game, during, before and after, is get him on the pitch, get Lancaster on, get Lancaster on. Superstar, yeah, t- take it down. Um, you got to ask who succeeds in football more, and who succeeds in life. More often than not, it's the people that are disagreeable, people that are gritty, people that are going to fight, that kind of nasty side. Lancaster... <laughs> yeah, um, Lancaster comes across as a really kind of, you know, nice guy, articulate. And I do think you need that bit of nastiness about you um, in order to achieve the highest levels. And do you know what? If, if I'm proven wrong, and at the end of the season he's got his 12, 15 goals, I would be the first to say, you know, stand in front of him and say, boy, did you prove me wrong. And thank God that you did. Because that means... So what is your... What is your benchmark? Um, just to obviously round up the argument, what is for you? What is your benchmark of a good season that you want to see from Jack before you say, okay, yeah, maybe he's better than Swindon, which I think is what you said. Yeah, yeah, what well, I did, absolutely. Um, my benchmark. It's tough because he. Need, I quite agree with Punch that he. Need, I think he should be played down the right. I think he's better coming in um, from the flank. But I would just like to see that kind of, and I hate doing the old trope of wrapped him in cotton wool he needs to be quite right he's had two major you know injuries he's being sort of led back and he's he's unfortunately been put into a team that is everyone is screaming for promotion everyone's destroying the team week in week out for consistently shite performances that's a really heavy burden to put on the young kid who's only just come back who could make it so i would say you put him in and out and i say just be consistent um, like any player, be consistent, work hard. I don't think he's crap. I never said he's crap, but he's not as good as what everybody thinks he is. And there's a really big difference between those two things. I want him to do well, but just do it gently and managed. You know, that, that would be my proposition. Okay. All right, Ben, you put that really articulately. We love you for coming back on and, and giving that, that opinion. We appreciate you as always. Will you join us Tuesday? Absolutely. Yeah, look forward to it. And Good man. Mr. Ben from the hat trick, I'll be eating humble pie. <laughs> yes, keep beating that crow. Ben, we, we appreciate you. Crunch, you, you heard Ben there. That was his sort of benchmark. What is your benchmark to finish off your argument on Lancaster? Look, I, don't, I agree with a lot that Ben says there. I do agree. He Two major operations, you know, on your back. We've got to treat him a little bit with kid gloves a little bit at the minute. He's going to dip him in. He's going to dip him out. At the minute, he's probably going to have to play, you know, because... We're probably going to touch on the injury situation. Um, so I think Tuesday, uh, Tuesday against Hull, he'll probably have to play him. Um, I think, look, if he gets eight to ten goals this season, look, goal scoring is a, it's a happy knack. Isn't it? If he gets in the right place at the right time, that goal there yesterday, he's he sniffed out a goal in the six-yard box. You know, he's there. 
The keeper should have done better, Matt. I think I could have thrown my cap on that. Should have caught it. But he's there. He's Johnny on the spot. He scored. Yeah. Scored at Sunderland. Should have had another goal at Sunderland. So just keep improving week on week. And look, he is a really nice guy. Comes from a good background. And I don't think you just have to have a nasty streak to um to be a success in the game. You know, I I really rate him. We're look. I think all of us, all three of us here, are really big Jack fans. I'm we want, Jack him, to fan, do, we yeah. want him to do well. We want all our youngsters to do well. You know, Brett McGavin, he's another one. We really want him to do well, but they do have to earn themselves a place in the team. They do. They yeah. don't. They can't just walk in. You know. No, but I do, feel, I do feel like Jackie's earning his place. He has scored two goals in seven games or whatever. I agree. He always looks dangerous. He always looks a goal threat, Matt, and I think that's a happy neck. I do. Yeah. I do think we have to temper slightly our expectation on goals scored because we've only scored nineteen in the first quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. But we've not had a fully that, fit side. Like yesterday well, for the first that was in one game. But yesterday for the first time, I really oh, and I know it wasn't a great performance overall. But that, towards the end of the, of the second half, there was a, there was Bennett's on the field, there was Lancaster on the field, uh, yeah, Jackson, then 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 Norwood. You had the makings, I felt, of a team that could play really nice football. And and Lancaster and Bennett's linked up a couple of times with nice two-touch, intricate pass and move football. If you get an intelligent forward with that a Norwood, a Jackson who's got pace, you're going to have the makings of a very good team. We've not had the team fully fit yet. We still haven't, obviously, because we've got injured. We'll get to those in a second. But yesterday, for the first time, you had players that could affect the game and change a game. And Lancaster, Lancaster is one of those. He's young enough then, to still be considered a game changer off the bench, not a penciled in first team starter. You spit it around there. You just, you just said we had game changers, mine, but... The other day, you disagreed with the five subs, where yesterday, it benefited us. I still don't like it as a rule. I think it's... I agree. I agree with it. But, but yeah, you know, it, those are the rules. You don't make them. You just got to find a way to exploit them. And yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, you can have one as a, as a guaranteed injury sub. So, MK Dons never happens again. Um, and, you can, and you can still make four changes. That's four strikers. That's, four, that's two wingers and two strikers. That's, that's two, you know, so many different permutations. And I, and I don't know why football clubs don't, as a whole, start bringing more analytical guys to the fore and using their subs in a really analytical, driven way. You know, what affects how and when. And yesterday, for whatever reason, he, he made a couple of changes and, and they kind of worked. They kind of worked. Bennett's Did particularly they? worked. Look, I know they didn't work. They didn't work. Won the game. I wouldn't say they're amazing substitutions. I wouldn't say that... Look, we I won the game. What we, won game. Game. we won the game. We won the game. I don't it really. Did they? The, the Norwood and in, the um, the Bennett's change. Did they really change it, Matt? Bennett's put in a terrible cross. He's air kicked it, and he that lad, he banks Landau. has got in the net, and then yeah, the keeper should have saved the other one. How could a cross be determined terrible if it's gone into the into the danger area and then gone into the goal? I would have thought you'd see better quality crosses from Richie's kids for Salts than under tens on a Sunday morning and that bloody thing that was put in. But, Come on, but, raise the standards. I'm getting fed up with it. Yesterday, if it, no, it's no, because, it's we're, because we're a third division club with no money. In Thanks fact, no to that, the guys in charge at the moment and the bloke who owns the club. That's the yeah. bloody reason why. Prove me wrong. The facts are there. They are. Sick they are. Uh, Curtis Yates, Andy Tate, you won the game on a technicality of a legend you recommended you. <laughs> I love Andy Tate. That's brilliant. Right, let's have some injuries. For those that are wearing headphones, you might want to turn it down because uh, it does get a little bit loud.
ITFC injury report with Matthew Phillips. Matt, I love that a... music. I love that. <laughs> give us the... if, if it wasn't copyright, I'd use the, the casualty theme. So I haven't, I, got, I haven't got the list. I've oh, list Matthew. I've got a list here. I've got a list. Go Have you got it? it? Have you got it? I haven't got the list. Okay, so... the injury report with Richard Moss. <laughs> so we know we've got, uh, I think, Tristan Nydam back on the grass. Aaron Drinan, or Drinan as we say it, back in training. Kane Vincent Young, uh, what did Lambert say? Yeah, he's doing well, but I don't think we're going to see him probably until after Christmas. Cole Scoose, another two months. New injuries. James Wilson's got a knee injury, picked up in training. Uh, Guion Edwards' hamstring won't be won't be available for Tuesday. Uh, Ollie Hawkins, I think he had a groin, then he had a knee, but he's doing really well, Matt. He's doing really well. And then obviously yesterday, John Nolan. Martin's favourite player. Mm-hmm. I think it was it looked like a groin, didn't it? So that's obvious. Groin. Two or three weeks, I'd have thought you're not going to see him, possibly a month. Mm-hmm. And then, um, see, Teddy Teddy was the, the strange one for me because he got a whack just before half-time, didn't he? Down the back of his ankle, weren't it? Yeah. Right. So surely the medical staff would look at him at half-time and think he can't carry on. How long did he play in the second half? Five minutes, less than that, maybe. Three they minutes. said it was a bad one. It, when Lambert goes, it looks a bad one, because normally he don't, know, he don't know what's happened, does he? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with him. If he says he comes out and says it's a bad one, he's probably done his Achilles. Wouldn't surprise me. He's done for the Never year. Injured. Shut him down. He's done for the year. Well, you said um, it was a matter of time before Teddy got injured. Oh, you always had that feeling, poor bloke. I, mean, I thought I've he was playing well yesterday as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They nobbled him, didn't they? They nobbled him. He got he got kicked, mm. I think, in the first half. He had a good run down by the um, by the dugouts. And then, obviously, yeah. that one before half-time. So, they knew he was a threat, didn't they? I thought he had a decent yeah. game, that, to be fair, in the yeah, first half. Yeah. Probably, yeah. He was probably one of our best players. I know we were pretty poor, but he, he looked very good. I do, fear for Teddy. Half. <laughs> I, do, I do fear for Teddy because at this point of his career, he needs to be playing regular. And now you've, got a, salary, and now you've got a salary cap and he's of a certain age. He's going to count against the salary cap wherever he may go from yeah. this point on. And you get the feeling that wherever, if, if, if you go down the pyramid, the kicks get worse. And if he gets one kick and is out for six months, yeah. you know, so I really, I really am of that mindset now where as a fan and as a, as an adult adult man, I'm like I'm worried for this this young player because he's now at the point of his career where it's that crossroads. Um, and I hope it's not a bad injury. I hope it's if anything, it's just a couple of games and he's back and he's fully fit and he's ready to go. Because um, when going he's back game, to, he's just going back to Ben's point, Martin. Going back to Ben's point, does Teddy get away with it as well because he comes through the academy? Teddy still lives off that one good year under Mick where he turned Middlesbrough inside out, but. Uh, let's be Wait, honest. Uh, remember that goal, mate? Remember yeah, that goal. That was a great goal. Happy header. Which one? Sorry, say again. Your dad. <laughs> one against Middlesbrough, where Bishop. It was Bishop Chambers with a little flick, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. it's a J Tab header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good header. Held it in. He's so nice. He's a jockey now. That's that. Should have been a career I should have turned to. I we have got uh, we have got another Ipswich Town fan who wants to have his say. Is is uh. How, how best to describe this absolute legend of a man? Got it, got it. Um, he's come, he's, he goes fishing regularly. He's come fishing. No, it, few, coming. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mr. Brown himself. <laughs> Good afternoon, how you, lads. How, oh. how, you, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. You doing all right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I watched the first half. Um, how I stayed awake, I do not know. 
second half. I was listening to it while working. We scored. I was like, okay, so we we're going to get a draw out of this. Then we scored at the end. I was like, crikey, we got away with that one. You know, you and then, right, and then right. I was on the phone to the police because I absolutely reported. I, I had to report that robbery because that was pretty bad. <laughs> Did, you it, to be honest. Did you celebrate the winner? Uh, no. There you go. I, I, I mm. couldn't. Um, a part of it, I, mean, I, I guess like, like what you were saying earlier, Rich, you know, if, if you're in a stadium, you're like, yes, get in there. You know, you're bouncing around with your mates and other fans and whatever. But after the game, you're going to walk out of there and think, "Christ, we won that ad. We win that game." Awesome. And watching it on watching it on iFollow, and it, you know, and listening. Obviously, I listened to the second half commentary because I went to work, and it was just like, really, how you know? I just, oh God, I, I, I've, I've genuinely the belief now. Lambert's got to go. I hate the chap, not just because of who, who he was. When he was at Norwich, I get sick of his interviews. The rubbish he came out yesterday. I mean, mm. why are you pulling out a young academy player like that uh, and yeah. uh, demoralising him, right? When you've got players like Judge who are, are honestly, right, they, they are top-class thieves because they are still stealing a living. Sears is... is Somebody grew. What was that? Put What car was Sears called earlier? Ford Fiesta, weren't he, or something? Yeah, 1.2. Sears is a 1.2 with a misfiring engine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no disrespects, but he offers. No, you nothing. mean disrespect. Don't say that because you do. <laughs> no, well, I'm sorry. And, you know, you and know when, when Lancaster comes on, I like this player. Um, for, I was. Yeah, I did, did watch the video yesterday. I wasn't best pleased with Ben's comment regarding his. Um, He'll only play for Swindon. I've, you know, uh, yeah, okay. it was a bit of. I can see why I got your goat up, uh, Rich, because that wasn't a great look, comment, I, was it? I didn't like the comment, Mike. But we all know this is a fan show, right? So mm. it's different opinions, and this is why we all love course, football. Yeah. Because Martin up there, look, he loves King Lambert. Yeah, that's why I was happy because yesterday I was this close to not being King Lambert, and I didn't, and I didn't want to come on the show and say right. So when that when it went in, I was I was fucking relieved. I'll tell you the truth, I was relieved as anything. I just wish we hadn't won yesterday because it's just delaying the progress forward. Because every time you win, you get you can't sack Lambert off wins, can you? So we have to remember that. Do you remember Doncaster at home when Mick was manager? I would have owner. I'd sack Lambert after that win. You'd sack him just for turning up in the morning, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but he did play, he did play for Dortmund, didn't he? He did was play it for Dortmund. He played for it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, top yeah. player. One of your you know? Champions League or something, didn't he? What, he what, what did. was the Dunny game you were going to say, Rich? So the Doncaster game when Mick was in charge and McGoldrick scored a 90-second minute equaliser for 2-2. It was similar to that. I didn't yeah. celebrate then. And I'll tell you what reminded me that game yesterday. Uh, AFC yeah. Wimbledon. AFC, AFC Wimbledon, Wimbledon yeah. last season when we got away and we won 2-1. The writing's on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's just sad, isn't it? Was Evans, we need was Evans there yesterday? To be honest with you, I've been thinking about this a lot overnight. Because, like, I was so pissed off yesterday. I just, the laptop was down. I didn't listen to the radio. I didn't watch the full-time show. I couldn't be dealing with it. If you look back, all the golden periods of Ipswich have been quite Suffolk-centric. 
So with Bobby Robson, yeah, we had the Cobolds in charge at Patrick and John. They were in charge of the club. Then with our next phase of success, we get into Europe with what we've done Premier League with Burley, Sheepshanks. At the moment, we've got we've got an we've got Norwich City Hall of Fame manager in charge, which, and the owner has no affiliation to us whatsoever, other than we were a good business model to maybe try and take into the Premier League. So I just think it needs a massive overhaul, and we need to get we need to regain that Suffolk spirit for me. That's why we're not. That's why it's not working out. No one's there for the right reasons in the positions of power. That's why it's not working out. And it ain't going to work out. I saw Nick said earlier. What were you say? Flamber gets us promoted. He's not going to get us promoted. You're sitting, in, you're, you're sitting in third place. We need some perspective. Well, Perspe- Martin, can, can I, Martin, Mike, what, what, what are you taking every morning? Because I'd love some. Well, mate, I can tell you because there's a, there's really a faster work. range. <laughs> yeah, Look, I can I think, imagine. <laughs> I think I think it's quite, Mike, Mike Davey asked the same question as you're asking there. He says, Martin, why do you like Lambert? I'm sick and tired of this managerial go round because what will happen is this, right? I'm not disagreeing with any of your points because I think maybe part of me feels you're right but the other part of me doesn't want to go through this every single two years where it's uh, the manager's fault for not getting that star striker for having his striker sold for not getting the centre half he wanted for the turnstiles being green and not blue or whatever the excuses are <laughs> that's football. No, that's no. Football. this club is rotten rotten from here down and it isn't going to change while it's still rotten here if you change you know it's just not going to change Lambert while he has a lot of faults, and my God, there are a lot of faults I could go into, he is of a standard where you you you, you do re- you're not going to get too caught up in a. And I last nothing year. in the game apart from Norwich. That is it. Look at his resume. Stoke City fans still use the hashtag Lambert out. They hate him. He is our worst. Wolves fans. Exactly. Stats, he's our worst. He's got our worst managerial winning percentage since uh, Jackie Milburn in '64. And he worst inherited the worst, worst squad. They he all inher- got... He inherited worst the worst than those squad. Two managers. Yeah, what's he improved? What's he improved in two seasons? Give me something he's improved. On the pitch. Not off the On pitch. The- <laughs> On the pitch. Not off the pitch. <laughs> we are still recovering from a real... From, from Paul Hurst. I'll say no, it. Do, no, no, no. Do I, what are you not having? Look at look at those players yesterday. Is jo- is John No? How was he ever considered a championship player? John Nolan and Toto Insiala. I love them both, but you know because they play for blue and white. But how could you ever look at them and think championship players day in day out? They're good enough to get us out of this league. Out of the is league, not staying in the league above. Yeah. No, but they're good enough to get us out of this league. Yeah. And you've, we've got enough. We've got enough in our squad to get us to to do well in the championship. I'm saying we get promoted and do a a back to back promote. Yeah, how we have. Honestly, Ronald McDonald could run this squad better than Lambert. Was, I mean, I mean, we're crying recovery. out, we're crying out for three five two or or four four two, right? Man. And we're cons- he's consistently. I mean, yesterday's performance was worse than when McCarthy towards the end of right McCarthy's reign, and that's how bad it was. And yeah, yet we we got to sit there. If that was a restaurant, we were served mushy peas with cold chips yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's getting away with it, Mike, because there's no fans there. If that had been yeah. oh. in that stadium yesterday, he would have got it in the air big time. I Last time argue. he'd have gone off red-faced. I can't argue with you because overall, you're, you're probably correct. My, But my overall reaction is we're still, reco- we're still recovering from Paul Hurst. It's simple as that, in my opinion. 
denied the Nassian can't get in this team. Nearly a million quid. Mm-hmm. Caden Jackson is not a championship striker in a million years. He's a good player, but he's not a championship oh, striker. Playing, playing up on his own, though. Yeah, but he's in the championship now, right? He replaced no, exactly because we're not in the championship anymore because he was signed to replace Martin Waghorn. That's like I'm not going to get into the analogy with that one. Paul Lambert had 14 games. Paul Lambert come in. He had 32 games. There's normally a bounce to turn a team around. What did he do? Mm. Absolutely zero. Mm. But mm. Having, Adam Tanner said it. Adam Tanner said it, Martin. But having a manager that white flag. But, but but that 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 was an internal player issue, and you know that, and you know that that any manager probably would have had the same situation because you've read the articles I've read. There was an internal players that, that, that perhaps just uh, let's leave that where in the past. Down tools, down yeah, tools. You know as well as I do. Your but mate down think... tools. You wave the flag about Bart. He give up. He give up, and that is that disgusting. He is a mm. professional footballer. He's not the only one. But he gave up because what? Because the manager dropped him against Norwich. I'm going to throw me toys out the pram. Not having it. I'm not having that. When you you sign that contract, you know you're playing for Ipswich Town. Us four on here, we would absolutely give anything to get on that pitch and play for that club. And there was people in that dressing room, senior players, who down tools, down tools, and still, still they get away with it. From on this date, because people like Scoose. Oh, we still love Scoose. Freddie says they're absolute shit. They are shit, and they're still at this football club, and they're still not good enough. And they ain't. And we're bagging off like youngsters like Jack Lancaster when Judge gets away with it week on week. Sears, you know, they're still picked every single week by the manager. By the manager. Where's everyone gone? Have they left me on my own? Because I'm no, I was just—I was giving you the platform. You were, you were making some loving this rant. Loving it. On a weekly basis, we don't pick him. We don't pick them. The manager picks them. Why does he pick them? Why does he pick them consistently? Luke Wolfenden. There's another one. Should be in the team. Should be in the team. I'm not having people saying, "Oh, he wasn't match fit yesterday." Well, Chambers hadn't like... played for two weeks. Ward hadn't played for two weeks. He should be straight in that team. But Lambert. It seems like he's got something against some of the youngsters at this club. I, I don't. I, well, you you are right in what you say a lot of a lot of in a lot of that. I'm not to swear there. But this this goes back to my original point. The the, the managerial go round does is is what ends up with what you've got right. You've got if you have managers coming every year and a half, two years, you get multiple players on two and three year contracts, and then you get this situation where he's got a load of players. Where if, I think if he was brutally honest, he probably doesn't want them. He doesn't want. Well, I'm not saying names, but there's, there's players on the last months and years of their contract where he's thinking, I don't want this player. But he's got him. Nobody else wants to take the wage off the book, whoever it may be. So you end up in this transition period where Emmy Hughes, you mentioned the name, I didn't mention him, but you mentioned him. Is he really wanted in this squad? Does he really fit into the style? I don't know. I don't know if he does. He'll have to play him because he's got no one else. But, yeah, exactly. but, but you've watched the documentaries I've watched. Players will go into the office and say, look, why am I not playing? And then you've got to try and manage a big squad full of players that have got international caps, full of players that have got their own pride and, and tell them you're not good enough because the 18-year-old should be playing. It's, it's a difficult situation. We're early days of the season. We're third place. I think perspective is... He's, he's having this year, whether you like it or not, because there's no fans oh. there to, to, to hammer him. I agree. He's got this year. He's got this I, year, whether you like it or whether you don't. I don't agree with, I don't agree with Matt. I think he, he'll stay. He won't be gone at Christmas. I think if there is a time that he, he goes is when 
we've probably failed to get out of this division when there's a lot of players out of contract. We've said it before, and that, it'll be the changing of the guard then. You mean when he should have gone in March then, when we weren't going to oh. get out well, of the division? Gone, look, he should have gone then, but we can all say he should have gone then. He should. He hasn't gone then. He's there now. Like Martin's just said, there's no fans in the stadium to put any pressure on him. No. You know, we can come on here, we can shout and we will. every single week, but it's not going to make a shit's worth of difference, really, but is equally, it? But equally, you could flip it round and you could look longer term and say, right, okay, give him this year, load of players out of contract. That means somebody like, let's just pluck a name, Lee Cook, Cowley's, whatever, comes into a squad that's got all of the deadwood out of contract. You've got a blank bit of paper. You can do whatever the heck you want. As oh, opposed to now, where you're coming in mid-season, the expectation is still yeah. this. You've still got the bloated squad. So you've got to look longer term sometimes and think, well, okay, we want to get promoted. Of course we do. But if we don't, the la- the manager goes, which he will go if we don't get promoted, and you've got a blank bit of paper. Well, we, had that question, we had the question from Terry. We had the question from Terry the other week. Would you take League One without Lambert next season? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The championship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. in that case, you take the championship every time because then, you, and then you're in a new league with a blank bit of paper, and you can maybe bring in new players. With an owner who doesn't spend any money. Yeah. Well, a blank piece of paper would suit Cowley. That's how. That's how you put that Lincoln thing together. But I've I've got a solution to all of this. Okay. Oh, a little bit of hope that could come in for us to reignite that Suffolk spirit. Our mate from Essex Cricket Club, Rich Derek Bowden, our former CEO, has left Essex, where he turned round a sleeping giant, started winning trophies. Promotions, won the title, won the T20, now out of a role. He's left. Get him back. He's worked with Evans before. Get him back in. Steady that shit. I tell you what, Finance I really liked, expert. what I really liked about Bowden is, is this. He was a, a finance guy first and foremost, but yeah. he realised your product was on the pitch. So when the manager went to him and said, look, I know we need to sell X, Y and Z, but I still need X, Y and Z. He, he found a way to bring players in. And, yeah. you know, he found the way to balance the books while giving the manager the tools he needed to do the job. And that's yeah. something that's not happened at Town for a long time. We've not managed Brilliant. to sell Waghorn and bring in somebody else who can be just as effective. Stems from the very, sorry. Go on, Mike. Go on, Mike. Stems from the very beginning when Evans took over, though, didn't it, really? I mean, we, when, he, when he brought in Clegg, right, who was a, an athletics CEO, yeah, completely was, yeah. clueless to football, I yeah. spoke to him. I remember going to a Brighton away friendly game. Um, and uh, I've stood in the Withdean Stadium coming down after the game. There's Clegg, and I'm saying, is this the type of football that we're going to be playing all year? Because, you know, it wasn't great. We won, and it was a friendly and all that, but it still wasn't great. And then years on, again, we got change of CEO. But you going back to Lambert, when you talk about Lambert, we've got Stuart Taylor, who's his assistant. Normally, you, you like I said, to get good management, You've got to just not just have the manager, you've got to have the team as you've got to have your assistant, good system. That's coach. interesting you say that. I read Carver something House about has, since I read something about that last night, Mike. Sorry? I read about since Culverhouse has left, Lambert had an over a 50% win rate when he had Culverhouse with him. Yeah. And since mm-hmm. then, I, I can't, it's about 35% his win rate is massively down. So you're bang on there. Spot on. I stood, I stood, I, I, I've been to a few, obviously last year I went to a few games. Um, I, was, I was in my, me uh, brothers, I was in the family stand behind the dugout, and listening to Stuart Taylor, it was like it—it it, it weren't just a petulant kid. He was like a an angry toddler throwing his toys at a pram every decision he didn't get, constantly yeah. shouting at the players, constantly going. And I'm like, that's not a good system. You should be—you should be watching the game, shutting your mouth, watching the game, 
advising Lambert, saying, look, you know, this is, this did, I don't think this is working. Instead of shouting the odds at adults, yeah, he should be advising, like Culverhouse, Culverhouse used to do. You know, um, uh, I can't think of Burley's assistant, but Burley's assistant used to do that really well. He's just, yeah, Robert. watch the guy. There was Dale Roberts. Yeah, and, and John Gorman. To, to watch John Gorman was another one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stuart Taylor, for me, just drives me, well, oh, don't like him. I don't like what he represents. I don't think he's a very good assistant coach. Yeah, I agree. And I think maybe I one of the players are now starting to figure that team out. You know, the, oh, the God, manager yeah, yeah. And, the, and the assistant out. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Wait. like I said, if if Culverhouse, I'd have Culverhouse at Ipswich. I think he could do a really good job. I know, oh, I, I know he's at Kingsley and it's a low league side or whatever, but look what he's done there and... But again, like you say, you know, there's uh, I'd have the Cowley brothers. 100%. Yeah. I think that even now, they'd do a better job than Lambert. I think I'd be more more positive as a, as a fan. I think we all would if we had someone different at the helm right now because Lambert You're is just draining, Atkins, me, draining me, draining the club. This club, can, this club has to be promoted this season. This is what people aren't understanding because yeah. of the because of the salary cap and the implications that brings. We need to get out of this quickly. If we stay with Lambert too long, you're going to miss good managers that are available. Like a, and we're going to lose some think, good players. Like the, like the Cowleys. Like a Paul Cook. Like a Nigel yeah. Adkins. Like a yeah, Nigel Paul Cook, yeah. There's some good mm. players. Nigel some good Adkins managers. has been unemployed for like, what seems like forever. He'll still be around. Matt Lee Johnson. He'll need Is that? Lee Johnson. Good shout. Good shout. Look at the managers around. They are, we are in the season where they're going to get snapped up. We've already seen Clough go to Mansfield. I wouldn't have minded him at Portland Road. What about Joey Barton, Matt? Would you take him? Sure, I mean, look at, yeah, probably. <laughs> look what he's doing right. at Fleetwood. Now, there you go. We're talking about lack of goals at Ipswich. They got in that Callum Camps from Rochdale on a free. He's on another yep. goal already. Yeah, then you're talking about recruitment, and this is where it goes back to original issue with Bowden uh, or how Bowden's a plus. It is. Which is why your next your next selective manager has to be spot on because you have to realise what your squad can can do and what it can't do. And there's no point bringing in a manager that, that wants to play completely opposite way because there's no money there to go and get that box-to-box midfielder or, that, or whatever he needs to make his system work. Hurst tried it and Hurst had to sell half his assets to get the players in to make his system work. That's, the, that's why we are where we are because instead of saying, right, I've got Martin Waggle and I've got Joey Garner, I need a Toto, I need a John No. I don't know why you'd ever say this. Garner wanted before. to go, Waggle was only there for one season, so I'm not having that... He should have kept them. They're your best players. But they wanted to go. No one ever keeps unhappy players at clubs. doesn't work. They wanted to, to, to better themselves. They, they realised they, they could get a better career with, a, with, with another... So that's not down to Paul Hurst, is it? I don't know. Is it? Is it? I don't know. I'd it, it, Hurst, my... it, Hurst does seem, now we look in hindsight, Hurst does seem to arrive and tear up the rule book at Portman Road and try and put his own stamp on things too. Too quickly, maybe. Too much change too quickly, maybe. Gee, I think, come like Caden Jackson, if you had said to him when he first arrived, Caden, we want eight to 12 goals from you. You're not the number one guy. Don't worry. Just get your feet wet in the championship, settle in. You'd have had a better career from him than you would have done saying, right, Caden, you're the man. Go out there and keep us in the championship. Because they, they had no chance. You know, you, there is always a, a, an, an adapting process, a, you know, a process mm-hmm. where you've got to adapt to, you know, to the style, the physicality, um, players being a bit more wiser to an inside move of pace. Mm-hmm. 
mm. you know, it, it was it was a silly thing to say, right, new guy, young manager. So whatever manager you do from this point on, and we'll probably have an episode about it dedicated to it when it happens, it has to be the right man with the right squad. And this squad at the moment, I don't know what the way they play, quite frankly. I think it's a little bit... One one goal from it, one goal one goal this season from our strikers in twelve games. Hawkins header. It's a yeah. goal, isn't it? It's well, it would help if our ball was played forward instead of playing playing ten minutes on the back line, passing it back to home. Yeah, playing to our left back, hoofing it up, yeah. and then the right yeah. back hoofing it up. I mean, you know, what happened to it goes on about all this passing, nice football. Well, the ball's got to go forward for us to actually try and score a goal, not sideways and backwards. They chatted about that last night on, um, it, it, on yeah, Quest, Matt. They, they were yeah. on about Portsmouth last night on Quest. Played crew yesterday and they won 4-1 at home. And do you know how much possession they had in that game? It was like really minimal, wasn't it? 30%. Now, Danny Cowley, he was on there last night. And yeah, he was, yeah. It doesn't, possession, it doesn't matter what... Possession, it's overrated, isn't it? Massively overrated. Our, 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 um, we've said this before, our possession stats are inflated because they pass the ball around the back line too much. And All Cowley right. said it on the show last night. If Chich fans aren't liking the process that is leading to winning... No. That... Right, it's over now. We've got to move it on. Mike, we, we appreciate you as always. Yeah, cheers, Mike. Love to you all, guys. Catch you soon, yeah? Yes. Thank you. See you, mate. Right, let's have uh, your media mogul story to round up our, our show. Hang on. Oh, wait, I ain't got the video. Oh, no. <laughs> You didn't get the video. Should we just go into the goat? Should we just go into my goat then? Hang on then. Hang on. The Media Mogul Story in association with Networking 90. Don't be left in the dark. Get networking. Head to www.networking90.co.uk for more information. That's a sponsorship out of the way. Um... So I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm obliged to do it by contractual reasons. So, <laughs> uh, over to you, Matt. I, I, should we have my goat then, yeah? Yes, please. Yeah, to finish off with me go. So this week we saw the Department of Culture, Media and Sport, DCMS, announce their three hundred million pound government bailout for sports. Yep. And you probably saw a lot of media around this in that uh, football, in terms of League One and League Two, didn't feature. So rugby unions got one hundred thirty-five mil, including fifty-nine million for the Premier League rugby teams. Horse racing, Rich, forty mil. Non-league football, see so National League down, twenty-eight mil. I'm not saying these are bad things, by the way. This is fantastic. Rugby league, 12 mil. Motorsport, so the, the your silver stones, etc., 6 mil. Tennis, LTA, Long Tennis Association, 5 million. Netball's got 4 million. Basketball in the UK, 4 million. Ice hockey, 4 million. Badminton, 2 million. And finishing off with Greyhound Racing with 1 million. So you're thinking to yourself, where's the EFL money? We ain't featuring in there. And, you know, we've... we've Clubs have not been able to bring in a match day revenue because of government legislation. They can't have crowds in since March. And then, lo and behold, the DCMS chairman, which is Julian Knight MP, wrote to Richard Master, who is the CEO of the Premier League this week, and said, we are disappointed that you have not yet come to an agreement that will ensure the survival of football clubs through the current pandemic, meaning the EFL tier. There is enough minute money in the game to save football clubs, but we are beginning to doubt whether there is enough leadership to make that happen. We urge you to stop squabbling and come to an agreement. Fans have been waiting too long. We expect and the fans deserve better. So obviously there, the government has run it over to the Premier League saying there's too much money in the, the Premier League. You should be looking to save these EFL clubs and give them a lifeline. Where probably the Premier League are thinking to themselves, well, the government legislation means that you can't go to the games. Therefore, they should be bailing them out. 
And unfortunately, Ipswich and your Accringtons and your Lake Norrance and all that, everyone is stuck in the middle. It's absolutely yeah, I don't agree with that comment there. Horse racing stinks of dosh. No, it doesn't. You know, they've not been able to have people in. You know, prize money in horse racing has been slashed. It's been slashed in half. So everyone's in the same boat, really struggling. Unfortunately, we're stuck in the middle where the government has said it's over to the Premier League. And the Premier League are probably saying it's over to, to the government. And I of think course, we're OK. We have got a they did try to get it through with this project Big Picture, Martin, didn't they? But of course, there were two little clauses in there, like nonsense, like, well, you know, we'll, they tried to make it a COVID power grab. Well, you know, we want... We want Premier League B teams to be in the EFL and all that rubbish. It's a nonsense. They need to. Someone needs to sort it out very quickly. Otherwise, so what you otherwise you to go to the wall. So what Listen to Darren McCantley's podcast. You know, he'll, he hammers them. You know, it shouldn't be just down to the owners, Martin. It shouldn't be down to the owners just because they got a few million. It shouldn't just be down to them to bail out these clubs. You know, I just think we're living. In, you know what? There's people losing their jobs, and we're talking about people who like. Uh, you know. Darren McAnthony, who I'm sure, I don't know his wealth, I don't know the guy personally, I'm sure he's a very wealthy guy. Um, does he need the EFL bailout money? I, I don't know. I don't know is the answer. Marcus Evans, does he need it? I don't know. Does, 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 does the Stoke City owners, do they need it? I don't know. Are we talking That's about... very true around Stoke City, own Bet 365, of course. Yeah, I agree with that. But the fact is, don't get look away from the fact that government have stopped us going to the games, which it stops these companies, which clubs are, earning match day revenue, which is the yeah. source of their source of their income. Yeah, well, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just disagreeing in the in the priority list of 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 of, of uh, because there's going to be a priority list, isn't there? And uh, where is football? And obviously, you're seeing it play out. Football is very much at the bottom of that priority list. So, what would you want to happen, Matthew? If you could be the culture secretary, God forbid. What would you <laughs> see happen? What would you? I would. Happen? I would want. I, I want. Well, I mean, I've always thought. Really, having worked in this world, I've always thought maybe the, the Premier League should be running football, given the the exposure and the money it's got and the kind of company. They it could is. have done. They could have taken that, but then top six wanted so much control, didn't they? They well, said they you can have this money, but. I personally, I personally feel the government should be bailing us out because it's they're, they're the reason why we can't go to the games. And don't forget, Boris. I don't want to get too political here, but Boris announced sixteen and a half billion in defence spending in the week as well. So the money, the, the money is there from the government. They're just spending it on other things because they're looking at football as a very wealthy set of. That's what they're thinking. By the way, boxing's not in there either. Weirdly, I don't know why boxing wouldn't have featured in there. The small gyms, maybe they're seeing them as small companies that are part of the furlough process as you know for business ownership i don't know but the fact is someone either the premier league or the government is going to have to set up and help football because we've almost gone nine months now about revenue proper income for these clubs uh, eric clapton still thinks the horse racing industry stinks of dosh <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know it, i can see why you it should go i can i definitely can I, st I still always think it's the owner's responsibility if you own a football club you own it for good and bad um and that's for any club. Not Look, this is unprecedented times, though, isn't it? Yeah. No one, ever, yeah. no one ever thought that we wouldn't have fans for. It's going to be. Look, it's going to be what, over a year, easy, isn't it? No fans this season. They they talk about Christmas. I can't see it. No, it's true. But anyway, you could, be, you could go for. There could be crowds. I something tells me there could be crowds. Maybe uh, experimental crowds in Mar late March, April. Only be a thousand, though, isn't it? Yeah, everybody. exactly. So, as we close the show, as Adam Flat rightly says, show a shout out to Fabio Wardley for a fantastic 
about last night. Matt, yeah, yeah. you are the uh, you are the boxing. Uh, it was a funny. Well, it, I mean, you know, not Fabio's fault, but it was a weird punch that put Lighty down. Oh, right? I've not bad, seen. I don't think that would have knocked out any it other heavyweight. Punch before that. It was the punch before. Huh? It was the punch before that. It was weird. But fair play to Fabio. He's flying the flag. He's not had much amateur experience. Um, so hopefully he's going to make a bit of a rumble on the domestic scene and see where he goes from there. Yeah, fair play to him. Well done, Fabio. And if he fancies a, a spot on the match day ticket, he is more than welcome, Mr. Fabio. You can yeah, 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 absolutely. Welcome. Fans. Don't worry, he follows me, Matt. He follows me on Twitter, mate. Don't worry. I could get him <laughs> You're even all the stars, yeah. streams. Of course he follows you. You beg everyone to follow. Oh, give me a follow, please. Follow me, please. Oh. Oh, you start as well. <laughs> as well? Well, who else has started? What What do you think is going to uh, What do you think is going to happen this week then with Hulk? Hulk oh, yeah, we've got a game, haven't we? Um, oh, by the way, before we go any further, it's my birthday on Tuesday. So if anybody wants to drop me a couple of, a couple of quid, that'd be well and truly free. It's my birthday. I'm 31 on Tuesday and I'm doing a show. Thirty-one. Do you, remember, do you remember you were thirty-one, Matt? I do. Well, I remember being thirty. I was in Alicante. <laughs> Great times. Uh, instead, I'm spending it with uh, with, with Amy uh, and Neil. Neil and Amy, yeah. That'd be yeah. good. They'll have the drinks out. It'd be all good. Amy said she's going to wash her lucky knickers anyway. <laughs> what a thought. <laughs> so, Hull, talk to us about Hull. Then, come on, win. <sighs> they were good. They were. They were, they were good, weren't they, against MK Dons yesterday? They made the front of the Football League paper, Rip Roaring Tigers, I think the headline was, 1-3-1. I, I think what we've seen in our recent home performances is going to come home to roost on uh, Tuesday. We've got the in, more injuries. I think we're in trouble this week. I feel like we're in trouble this week. I've, got, I've wrote two. What's your side, Matt? Because I've got two wrote down here. I think I've got the, side, the side I think Lambert will go with and the side that I would go with. Go on then. Read them out quick. So the team I think Lambert will go with, Holy, obviously in goal, Chambers, Wolf, McGuinness, Ward. Three in midfield, McGavin, Hughes, Lancaster. Judge and Sears, your wide players, Norwood up front. That's what I think he'll go with. My team personally, I'd go 4-4-2. Uh, same back four. I'd have Lancaster on the right. Bennett's, I think he's got to start Bennett's. I think sooner or later, you know, he's coming on for 20 minutes here and there. I'd have Bennett's the other wide player. McGavin and Hughes in the middle, Jackson and Norwood as your front two. Because I think he's running out of midfielders now. Yeah. And obviously, he's going to have to change the system. Hopefully, Dobra, he'll come in from the cold, I'd have thought, on the bench. Still didn't even feature on the bench yesterday, did he? No. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. What he's going to do is anyone's bloody guess. I don't know. I just think I, I'm, I'm fearing this week. Charlton have lost in seven games. I'm still going for nine points from three home games. So am I. You've had uh, too many of them buds. Lyndon says, you guys always put on a good show. Great watch. Thank you, Lyndon. We appreciate that. Yeah, Curtis, mate. ooh, boxing friends. Uh, <laughs> Lambert out from Lambert out. As if you created an own account just to put Lambert out. Oh. I like that. I yeah. Eric, Eric Clacton, last time we played Hull at Portman Road, remember? Curtis, 3-0 three, yeah. three loss incoming. Mike Davey, Malik Wilkes versus Toto NTL. I'm... I'm I, I'm heard, and I don't know how true this is, that Toto might be injured, so um, we okay. shall, we shall see. Christopher Martin, they'll be as concerned about playing us as we are them. I'm be not a sure about that, Christopher. No, Chris is right. Um, Lambert out again, 4-4-2 four, four, doesn't work. <laughs> Look at last season. Curtis Jates, is Dobra even training with the first team like Simpson is? Adam Flat. I've got more chance of starting than Dobra. 
Adam Flat, by the way, is on Saturday's show with Jordan. Yeah, new yeah, team, yeah, yeah. new match day Thank team. You. Making some debuts. Fantastic. Yeah, looking forward to that. And Lambert out. Easy to change your name on the account. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, we're done. We're dusted. We're back Tuesday at uh, 6.30. Couple of shout-outs. Go for it. I've got one myself, but go for it. Uh, Pirates Murph 24, get following him. We're doing the live draw uh, this time next Sunday on the show with Scott Loach. And a big shout-out to my mate Martin. Uh, he's really... Um, yes. He's had a bad time. All three of us yep. know. So, big shout-out. We're all yep. pulling for you, mate. Yeah, shout out, Martin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, big time. Yeah, thoughts are with him. Uh, Matt, and you got any shouts out before we go? No shout outs. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring bringing this hashtag in this week. Bring back Bowden. BBB. I'm in. Triple I'm B. all in. Get that stuff uh, spirit back. Come on. And I'll give a shout out to one of our one one of one of the other Richard Town podcasts. ITFC, ITFC unrestricted. I believe Mark's going to take a break. All the thoughts with, from us, all of us here, are with Mark. I hope everything's well. Um, enjoy yep. your break and hopefully get you back soon. Because uh, another voice for Richard Town is always welcome. Always, always 100%. welcome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, enjoy your break. And get those cables sorted out, man. When I saw that picture of your bedroom, that was all, they were all over the shop. That's a fire hazard waiting to happen, <laughs> that is. That, you know, as, as an ex-fire warden of, a, of, a, of an office building. Oh. You know. Did you have you know, the... Did you have the uh, fluorescence when you had to meet on the pavement? Well, they, they gave me fluorescence and they actually worn the thing. Um, and then they and then they said, if you've got to go back into the building if someone's missing. I was thinking, what? I ain't going nowhere near the building if it's on fire. I'm the first yeah, yeah. one out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, right. So Tuesday, 6.30. We will see you then with love, with care. Yeah, take it easy, everybody. Adios.